Hello and God bless you. And greetings to all our brothers and sisters as you join us here live on this day of Thursday, March 19, 2020. This is Pastor Jeremy along with uh, uh, our panel here, uh, Brother Marty Martinez, Brother Fernando. Really uh, greeting you and coming to you today as we felt impressed from the Lord to um, to do this podcast. As as it is obvious of all the things that are taking place, not just around our nation here in the United States, but all over the world, uh, uh, the things that are happening, what we felt is impressed of the Lord to come to you and answer some of the questions. Really, the question yeah. that we want to answer is, what is the Lord saying? What does the Word of God teach us? What are we to do as Christians and these are the things we're going to try with the help of the Lord to to deal with today. And um, as we go in our our study today, we, we prayfully uh, believe that you will be blessed and that you will tell others and share. And I know God will speak to you. But here today joining us is uh, uh, Pastor Fernando, if you'd like to greet uh, the people. Amen, amen. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege as always to come to God's people uh, during this uh I think incredible time. Uh, it is, uh, I know, a trying time for many, but uh, uh, in the midst of all this, we have the promises of God that he will never leave us nor forsake us. As uh, Pastor Jeremy said, um, we all know the obvious that's, uh, uh, that's taking place. Uh, we're all watching the news. We're all you know, reading articles of the latest updates with the coronavirus, uh, the state of our nation, the state of the economy. Um, yes. So many things going on, but uh, uh, the beauty of all this is that we have been foretold and forewarned by our Lord that these days would come. Um, so it's exciting times, and uh, I'm glad to be here with you, Pastor Jeremy, uh, Brother Marty, uh, and uh, share the word once again. Uh, it's it's uh, something I'm looking forward to, and uh, blessings to uh, every child of God that is listening. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And uh, Brother Marty, would you greet the people? Yeah, we greet you uh, from where we're at over here in Nevada. Uh, it's a it's a blessing and a, it's an amazing thing the technology we have nowadays that we can get together and yes and yes. Uh, and yes. and be able to discuss the word and and then put it out right away to the to the to the body of Christ and those that will listen. So uh, it's an exciting time and and. Um, I, I'm just glad to be with you all, and, and let's get into the Word. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, we've been uh, talking about it, uh, Brother Marty, uh, um, you know, uh, where we felt the Lord has uh, been leading us to what he's been saying, and uh, uh, we've been speaking the last few days uh, amongst each other and, uh, um, you know, sensing where where things are headed but as pastor jeremy brought forth the the question um what is what is it that the lord is wanting his people to do in the midst of this uh really chaos that's taking place but we can find uh, uh peace in the midst of all this because we have instruction from god we are not left alone without instruction and uh, the Lord's put some things in your heart, Brother Marty, and uh, we'll kind of jump in as well. But uh, uh, I want you to go ahead and share what, what the Lord's been putting in your heart and uh, speak to God's people. Yeah, what a what an honor, what a privilege. Um, well, yeah, and you guys just jump in as you feel led to jump in. <clears throat> One of the things that we're going to be looking at, because I believe what the Lord has been showing us, uh, are the prophetic patterns that we see in the Word of God. In times like this, uh, it's important for us to, to really reflect on what exactly does the Word say, because the answer is always in the Word. Now, what we see in, in, in God's Word is we are instructed. There are keys that are given to us. One of them that I'm thinking about is when the Apostle uh, Paul spoke of, I believe it was Second Corinthians 10, uh, where he said <clears throat> that the things that happened to the children of Israel uh, during the days yeah. of the Exodus, um, that they were meant to be examples unto us uh, upon whom 
the ends of the world have come. And That's so right. it, it's, it's as if he says, okay, when you begin to recognize the same or familiar types of patterns, he goes, go back to the scriptures. As a matter of fact, uh, the apostle Peter told us that in second Peter chapter three, right? He said, he said, be mindful of the words uh, of, of the, of the holy apostles and prophets, right? The commandments of yes. the apostles and the words, uh, uh, the commandments of the apostles and the words of the prophets. And then he begins to go into last days things. And so, it is incumbent upon us as the body of Christ to really begin to search the scriptures, especially in times like we find ourselves in right now. Now, as we as we do this recording, it's March 19th, 2020, and, and all of us find ourselves in, in, in a unique time in human history such as we haven't seen since the days of the Exodus. We, we've talked about this in the last few days, but the Lord was pointing out in, uh, to me as I began to do a research of history Never in the time of the history of the planet as we know it to this point has there ever been a time where the entire world is on lockdown. In other words, the, the leaders are, are and, and, and the pandemic itself of the coronavirus is forcing the people to go into their houses. And so as Incredible. we begin to, and, and it's a global thing, right? And we know that yeah, I, I, remember, I remember I remember you shared that with me, Brother Mari. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. And when you said that, I mm-hmm. I couldn't believe what you were saying. So I went and did my own research, and I too could not find uh, any evidence of something like this taking place since the Exodus, which is an incredible thing. I think. Yeah, and and I think that these are the kinds of things that we need to pay attention to because there are always markers and there's always signs that um, to the child of God that's paying attention uh, that that can identify the times and the seasons. Remember in, in Luke chapter 12, I believe it is. Let me see if I can find that in my Bible real quick so I don't mess up the the quote. Yeah. In that, we're given an account there of, of where the Lord is, is basically – uh, addressing uh, his his people, and, and he goes into this parable of of those that need to be, you know, let your loins be good about and your lights burning, and then he goes into a parable about the the wise steward and 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 so forth and so on, the faithful servant. Then he gets to the bad servant, <laughs> who begins to say, "My Lord is delaying his coming," and then he begins to really address the Pharisees. And then when he gets to uh, the fifty sixth uh, verse of of chapter twelve in Luke. He tells them this. He says, you, you, you're hypocrites. He goes, how is it that you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth? And then he says this, but how is it that you do, do not discern this time? Oh, so wow. he, he was up, right? He was upbraiding uh, the, the ministers first and foremost. And I think one of the first things I'd like to just kind of reflect on briefly is that it's extraordinary extraordinary to me just how how silent these uh, fair-haired prophets of the day are right now. They really have no life. They have, <laughs> yeah. you know, they have nothing to say because they don't know the word. You know, their 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 right. their proclamations have fallen to the ground. There was some some knucklehead out of Bethel in Redding, California, uh, uh, one of their false prophets. They promoted him on the 700 Club the other day on CBN. He comes out on March the 3rd and says that he had a word from God and that the word said that uh, that God was going to drive the virus off the shores of America and that it was going to start, you know, going away. And uh, he's a false prophet because here we are 16 days later, right? 16 days later, we went from his prophecy of it's going away to the entire world is in lockdown. So my point is, is that it's amazing and striking to me how very few of the preachers of the Lord do not have insight. Now the Lord rebuked them and he called them hypocrites. He said, you're actors. Right. That's really, right. That's really what the word hypocrite means. It's one who puts on a mask or, or, or pretends to be something that he's not. It, it comes from that word, which means an actor playing a part. You know, and, and then he said, how is it that you're fully capable of discerning natural signs, right, the weather, but you cannot discern the time or this time? And so 
based on that, rather than just focusing on these false prophets, let's, let's take a look at what he said. He says that in uh, that there are specific times and that they must be discerned. Now That's we right. know that discernment comes from the Spirit of God, and and the Spirit yes. of God speaks through the Word of God. Right? Remember what Jesus said in John chapter six. He said, "My words, they are spirit." Right? So the Spirit mm-hmm. is found in the Word, and the Spirit will always speak to us by the Word because the Word in print is basically Jesus Christ in print, right? And that is who he has been sent to reveal to us. So it's with those kinds of principles in mind and and letting the word um, um, interpret the word that we then begin to apply the template of it or the lens of it so that we begin to search the scriptures. And so as we did, and I began to search the scriptures as God began to lead me, I said, when was the last time that the whole world, if ever, was in lockdown, and the Lord led me to the Exodus, and he led me to that place, uh, which was very telling, because many times, remember this, that many times, many of the plagues that fell during the time of, of, of the Exodus, leading up to the Exodus, it forced them to go inside many times, but there was one plague that came for three days in Exodus chapter 10, uh, where it says that that God had Moses stretch out his hand toward heaven, and that darkness came upon the entirety of the land of Egypt. Now, we know from the scripture that the land of Egypt is, is symbolic, in a larger sense, of the whole world, right? Egypt's a type of the world. And so with that prophetic lens in mind, if we are fulfilling the pattern of prophecy or the pattern of the festival, so to speak, then there, then in order to truly see it fulfilled, we we would we should by the scriptures expect a time when there would be a move of darkness if you will that would come upon the globe and it would be a darkness that could be felt or sensed or perceived not just by the people of god but by the whole world and that's what we see right. happening right now right that's what we see happening yes. right now with this coronavirus the whole world is sensing it and it's a darkness that has come and can be sensed, but it's more than just the darkness because in Moses' time, the darkness produced something. It says, Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven. There was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days, and they didn't see one another. And listen to this. It says, neither did they rise from his place. In other words, everybody went into their houses and could not see. Nobody was walking around. And the darkness itself produced an isolation of the human population. That's exactly what we see taking place right now. Yes. The, the yes. entire world is under lockdown. You remember the film that we saw from Wuhan, China, when it first started, right? What did they do? They locked down their entire nation. 750 million people were put under quarantine. And from that point on, the virus began to spread through the whole world until it finally came to rest on the shores of the United States of America. And now across this nation, as uh, as we're speaking right now, um, just uh, over the last uh, 24 hours, uh, there has been a, a total of an additional 3,000 people confirmed with the virus. A total of 11,000 or almost 11,000 people have been acquiring this plague or this virus, all of this transpiring within the last five days. So what the result of this is, is that our leaders are telling us what? Shelter in place, right? Go into your house, Mm -hmm. shut the door, right? Everybody's going to their houses and shutting the door. So the whole world is on lockdown. It's a darkness that has compassed the globe. But, but, but let's, let's think about this because then the Lord goes on to say and reveal that, that, that they could not see. The darkness was so thick that they could not see. And how does that apply to us, right? They're looking for solutions. They're looking for answers. They're in desperation looking for, um, you know, a, a way out of this thing, right? In, a, in essence, right. they are blinded, right? At this point, they're blinded. They can't see a way out. Now, remember the plagues that led up to this in the book of Exodus? They were specifically designed uh, to impact Egypt's economy everything that came right. down upon them right 
so you see the two things are connected, right? You see an economic devastation coupled with with plagues and pestilences that ultimately drove the people into their houses. The pattern is so striking that we have to, as the children of God, do what Jesus said, discern the time. What is God trying to say on a larger moment or in a larger basis? Any any comments? Yeah. um, Why why are we talking about the Passover? Well, if if you know uh, the Jewish festivals, we are uh, we we are headed towards Passover, April eighth, right? So That's so, so the, it's 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 quite striking that uh, we we are headed towards Passover and all these things that are taking place around the globe. It's not just you know our president says he calls the virus the Chinese virus as though. They're the only ones being hit with it or, you know, and, and making it a political thing. This is right. not a Chinese virus. Right, okay? right. This is this is spiritual, what we're talking about. This okay. virus has affected the whole globe. Yeah. I want, I want God's people to understand that because uh, we're living in a day and age because of these false prophets that are going about saying these, these these dumb things, you know, that 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 a lot of Christians are believing them, and they're losing sight of what's really taking place. That you know these these prophetic patterns are taking place during Passover season. So it's almost like the Lord is telling us, "Hello, wake up! Do you see the spiritual patterns?" And and if you have spiritual eyes to see that that should that should kind of tell you something. Like, wait a minute, you know, we're we're in Passover season. Um, the 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 patterns that I'm seeing, uh, you know, took place some 3,500 years ago, right? In the days of Moses, yeah. and, and 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 to make those connections. Um, so this is this is again, this is not a Chinese virus. This is a global thing that's taking place. God is trying to get our attention, and, and we and have think to about- hear what's taking place. Yes, and, and think about uh, what you said. There is so uh, was said so well. What you're saying uh, that this thing that is happening right now, this coronavirus, this this plague uh, that has forced the whole world to shut themselves in place at their home, is taking place at the same time as we're heading into the Passover, and right. and this is the kind of spiritual insight that god's people need to have right because jesus said it would require discernment of the time mm-hmm. and while the easter may come and go to most people it won't even be anything but to those that are discerning the time and it's not like any other time how many countless no. leaders have we heard on the microphone say this has never happened or i've never seen this kind of thing in my lifetime right i mean how many times have we seen uh, God moving on their minds and their and their speech, they even call it an invisible enemy, right? This plague, right? Call it the invisible enemy. Uh, these kinds Incredible. of terms, right, are are being moved. Or these men are being moved to say these things, whether they realize it or not. But to God's children, who are able to pay attention to specific words and specific signs, they are meant to be the the trumpet, if you will, the alert if you will, okay, it's a signal to us if we understand how God speaks. Remember in the book of Hebrews, he said uh, in many and various times in past, he spoke to us with signs and with the prophets. He says, but in these last days, he's spoken by his dear son, right? So how he speaks is varying and how he chooses to express to us um, is done with signs, with wonders. You know, in the book of Psalms, uh, it is written that the children of Israel did not recognize their signs. They did not see the signs. Even though God poured them out on Egypt, they they soon forgot their signs. They weren't capable of seeing and discerning what God was doing. Now, so the first thing we need to begin to understand, I think, and one of the things I want to talk about this day, is leading up to this. Remember, there were a series of events that ultimately led to the children of Israel being let go. So there were multiple signs that led up to the ultimate deliverance, right, of the Passover Mm -hmm. when they actually left. But prior to that, 
there were multiple signs taking place. I think that at the dawning of the 21st century, going all the way back to the year 2000, that since that time, if we've been paying attention, we must admit, if we do a little reflection down memory lane, that so much happened. Remember what led up to the changing of the millennium? We went from 1999 into the year 2000. Those of you who are old enough to remember, that was a, a big time where the whole world was freaking out because they thought the computer Y2K, system was gonna, yeah. <laughs> Right, right? <laughs> Y2K, yeah. everything was going to crash. So the elevated expectation of the people at that time was we could be entering into the last days. But what happened? It, it turned out to be a big nothing, right? I think a light bulb went out yeah. of a crane or something, right? So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what happened was that the expectation was lifted and then, and then it was alleviated. But what it worked to produce within the hearts and I believe it was the spirit of the enemy, because I think he, he sensed that as we crossed into the 21st century, that all kinds of things were going to transpire. Remember in 1996, there was a comet. There were signs leading up to the turn of the millennium in 1996, uh, the famous Hale-Bopp comet. The rabbis told us about the Hale-Bopp comet, that it had not been seen in, in the earth uh, by the population of the people of the earth, since the days of Noah. Now, the devil understands the signs, sad to say, better than most of God's people do. And I think right. what we saw, right. that when he saw that, that, that announcement of that comet, which, by the way, could be seen in the United States for over a year, it was in the sky. And, and, and it alerted also the demonic forces of the planet. And I think that as a result of that, they knew, by the heavenly sign that we were now entering or crossing over into the beginning of sorrows or the beginning of signs that are mm -hmm. alerting uh, to uh, alerting us to the fact that these things are going to start to transpire and, and ultimately lead to being uh, to the second coming of the Lord. When that happened, I think this scare tactic was injected, if you will, into the collective consciousness of the people on the planet, hence Y2K. And so it elevated right. a world, brought them into fear, and when it didn't happen, what it what it worked to do was take away that alertness and, and to take mm. away that expectation so that anything that would then begin to happen from that point on would would not truly affect people. They had already been collectively preconditioned as a generation around the world of people alive at, at this time to expect and then not expect, to expect and not expect, and producing with them a casual, eh, just like Peter said, it's always been this way since the fathers fell asleep. So then we cross over into the 21st century, and the first major event that takes place is 9-11, right? Right, right. <laughs> the two towers fall. The nation, the United States in particular, the most powerful nation on the earth, was, was, was attacked in her most um in her most powerful places right the world trade center representing our economy and and, and our trade mm -hmm. systems and and all that right that comes tumbling down the uh the pentagon our military might military right? might yep it comes tumbling down and so we were allowed to experience a violation that came into this nation in order to wake it up well if, if those of you who are old enough to remember at the time the nation went to a position of basically seeking God out of that horrendous act for about 30 days. And and within about a 30 day <laughs> period, it. right. Churches were filled. Yeah. People were praying, you know, but then they kind of got used to it as if this was the norm. But what happened yeah. was we were, we were accelerated into a, a global transition. Things were different. Yeah. Now. Right. It, we began to enter into the the global surveillance state. It's no accident, if we can see the sign, that technology began to merge with these events at the same time. And out of these events, the furtherance of the surveillance of the entire population and the technology necessary to make that happen began to almost insidiously, like a snake in the grass, began to develop quickly. 
We went from yeah. from simple web searches in 99 to by the time we get to uh, 9-11 and then just a few years after that, now we've got the major tech companies, Silicon Valley is going crazy. You've got Google, you've got Facebook, and you've got all the other lists of, of global companies that began to emerge and then begin also in the name of, uh, of surveilling terrorism around the world began to surrender our our freedoms to a global state, a hidden technological state that has been being worked over the last 20 years now to create a framework where the book of Revelation says the entire world will be be brought into this uh, trap, if you will, of a global nature. So these are signs. And then we can go on and start talking about then the world goes to war, right? It's still at war, if you will. But also what, what... what began to happen in the natural? We began to see some of the greatest hurricanes and, and floods and, and earthquakes taking place. We, we saw two tsunamis take place in a matter of six years, you remember? Out of 2005 yeah. into 2006, we had that massive tsunami in, in uh, Sumatra. And you got to admit, we've never even heard the term tsunami. What is right. a tsunami? Maybe, right? I mean, but then to see it again a, a short five years later in Japan where then it, it attacked Fukushima Nuclear Center, remember, and it unleashed all this radiation. So we've got all these events happening. Then we crossed over into the different signs in the heavens. Remember when we come into 2014, 2015, we have the blood moons occurring on all the high feast days. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Uh, and these are just a few signs. Now that's 2014, 2015. And, and, and let, me th- let me throw that in. Let me throw this in. Um, those uh, podcasts are still up. Um, you can go to our website, worldharvestministries.net, and uh, and hear what we said back then. Uh, mm. It's kind of shocking if you connect the dots and where we're at today. So I just want to throw that in. Yes, and and these all these signs can be found in Luke chapter twenty-one, right? I mean, where the Lord talked about the sea and the waves roaring. He talked there'd be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Then we came into 2017, remember? And we had that massive uh, solar eclipse. That was just three years ago. The anniversary will be in in, in the summer three years ago. But what made it unique was that that solar eclipse went the length across this nation from Washington and it left out the other side of the nation, right? It went right through the heart of the nation so that all the people could see it. But they didn't recognize their signs. And I'm talking about the church in America now, did not recognize its signs. Oh, they wrote books about it and all that kind of stuff. And remember, they were talking about the conjunction at the same time that would follow during the Feast of Rosh Hashanah on September 21st, when actually the constellation of Virgo, which represents the Virgin Mary, so to speak, who gives birth to the Christ child, is suddenly covered, cloaked with the sun, right? And the moon was under her feet, and she had a crown of 12, all all these stars were around her head. They began to see signs, which which uh, foretold uh, 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 of, of of things in the heavens. So we have all three things converging in a matter of of, of less than twenty years. And then, as we come mm-hmm. to the close of of twenty nineteen, uh, li- <laughs> we go from twenty nineteen and and the actual first. Uh, official record of coronavirus uh, announced to the world began on December 31st, 2019. At the close of 2019, as far as I can tell from my research, that's the first time it was announced uh, internationally that a new virus had broken out in China. Now, since then, they said that, you know, there were they knew all the way back in like the 1st of December, but the actual announcement didn't occur until December 31st. New Year's Eve, right? Transferring into 2020. And within just a matter of a few weeks, we found out that something was transpiring on on the earth like we had never seen before. And so here we are. It has now grown into a global epidemic. And so it's not like an isolated sign that's so incredibly outrageous, but we have been been giving, been, have been uh, have been having our signs given to us from the Lord, which has mm-hmm. been preparing us for this. Now, and then you, you guys know because we've talked about this and we've texted back and forth over the last year or so 
And we all began to feel, uh, it, why don't you guys elaborate a little bit about that? We didn't know what it was, but we kept talking to each other, something's coming. I feel like something really big is coming. We, of course, we couldn't say, well, it's this, but I mean, but we sensed it was going to be global in nature and something that would shake the whole world. Why don't you just talk a little bit about that? At the end of last year. Hello? Pastor? Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about this. I want to Pastor jump in. I know he hasn't spoken, but uh, I'll go ahead and jump in. you know, the way we spoke about it, uh, Brother Marty, was uh, we knew that 9-11 set, set the course for what is to come. And, and we know through Scripture that uh, the Bible speaks of a man, the man of sin. That he's, he's waiting in the wings, right? And and the way he's going to come into power uh, is, is, is by implementing a, a one-world currency, Right, uh, uh, yeah. a one-world economic, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, currency. But so mm-hmm. what 9/11 did? What 9/11 did? It introduced Big Brother, right? It, it introduced um, in the world. Remember, in the days of Jesus, it said that when he, when he was born, that the whole world was taxed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody had to go back to their hometown and register and be taxed. It was a way to control the population, to see yes. who was who, where were they at, where were they from. It was, a, 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 in those days, a, a big brother of sorts, right? They wanted to control the whole world. Um, so yes. that's what we saw with 9-11. Uh, we saw the world became real small. You know, we began to be pinched, so to speak, to where we mm-hmm. began to lose rights and so forth and so on and and uh you know uh, big brother was introduced and then uh, after that we kept talking about you know what this is just the beginning of what's to come something bigger is coming yeah and then yes. in 2019 going into 2020 the virus comes you know uh, the coronavirus and, and i and i want people to understand something uh, you know whether the virus is 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 pandemic or not you know uh, there's a there's a bigger issue here a bigger situation that's taking place uh what people are more worried about is the economy right we in america we we love our stuff you know what i mean we don't want yeah. to lose our stuff you know and so to me, the bigger issue here is what's going to happen to the economy. How will we emerge uh, from this economically? You know, uh, will the world leaders get together and, and talk about how to bring stability to the economy? And so on. And they're already talking about it, right? So, yeah. so what what took place here is so huge. You know, you spoke about the darkness that came over Egypt. To uh, where to which is speaks spiritually of the condition of our nation, right? There's there's a veil over us. We're in darkness. We can't see. We're looking for solutions to this virus. We're looking for solutions to our economy, right? This is all transpiring before us. It's it's a sign to us. There is literally a darkness that is coming upon our nation, right? That is here. A darkness that can be felt. I was just speaking yeah. to my brother. He's in law enforcement, and yesterday was the first day uh, of lockdown in the Bay Area, and, and he was talking to me. He said, look, he said, man, he says, today was the strangest day for me. You know, he says, I, I can't tell you what it felt like. He says, the streets were empty. I was driving around empty streets, and, and wow. what I was thinking about is is, is what uh, the book of Exodus says. It was a darkness that could be felt. Could be felt. Right. Yeah. And, and which which caused the people again to go inside their homes. Right. So this is that next big thing. Right. Nine yeah. eleven. And we and, and I share this with you, uh with the people. I shared it with you, Brother Marty. It was like this in the days of the prophets of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, right? It took three excursions. Uh the Babylonians came to Jerusalem 
and took uh, took captives the first time, the second time, the third time. They finally destroyed the temple, right? And it kind of feels like that in the spirit, where nine eleven was kind of that first excursion. Yes. And 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 then uh, twenty twenty, the coronavirus is like that second excursion. But still, God's people uh, don't realize that. Most of God's people don't realize there is a remnant that does. You know, there's the people that see it, but for the most part, by and large, the nation is asleep. It's like it's like they don't believe that that this is the finger of God that's causing all of this. Yeah. You know, so the how we emerge from this, you know, the world is not going to be the same. Ever. Never. No, Never. and ever I, again. Right, and I think what you're saying is 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 not to be taken lightly because that's exactly where I, I think the word. Uh, uh, leads us. See, many people uh, are saying, "Well, is this the end of the world?" Or, or some are mocking, "Ah, this can't be mm-hmm. it." You know, others have their own eschatology, fancy word for what they think the scripture says about the end times. But there's a pattern that's begun to emerge as you begin to look in the Exodus, which is where we're focused right now. What's interesting is I began to research again the, 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 the signs and the, and the judgments that came on Egypt is that before we entered into this darkness that could be felt where everybody had to go into their houses plague, there was a release of locust on yes, Egypt. Yes, right. Right? And before we heard about – before we the, – the, the coronavirus, uh, we heard about it, we were – if you were paying attention – we were we were seeing what the uh, United Nations was saying was actually beginning to take place in Africa, and in Saudi Arabia, and throughout yes. the Middle East, mm-hmm. in in Australia, right? This massive unleashing of locusts uh, to such an extent they said they hadn't seen it in a hundred years, seventy years, and they're saying that there's they're still there. It's just that our attention's been diverted. But the point being is that is that the locusts came, then came the darkness that could be felt, and and a plague followed by that, right, of death yeah. uh, that will follow. So there's three combined signs at the end, uh, just before the releasing of the ch- children of Israel. Now, what are you saying? I think that what we're seeing is also a pattern that is telling the, the body of Christ, get ready. Uh, you need to go in your houses right now so to speak. You need to hide yourself. Remember Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20 uh, tells us, uh, come away, my people, into thy chambers and shut the doors behind you or around you and and hide thyself, uh, if you will, but for a little moment, he says, until the indignation overpasses you. And then he says this, for the Lord is coming out of his place to execute judgment. Isaiah 27, 1, he says, and he shall destroy Leviathan that is in the sea. That is a flow of prophetic events, and we ain't got time to get into it today. But basically what we what he was telling his people is, is that you're going to need to become isolated and hidden, so to speak, by my spirit, draw into an intimate place with me, because what this is really telling us is that the Lord is preparing to come forth and bring forth yes. judgment. What this is leading to... Yes is the ultimate destruction of the whole entire rebellious global system and an institution of the rule and the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the face of the earth. Now, hey, hey, man. can I say something too here? <laughs> yes, what we do. see here, which, which we're speaking about a pattern in the story that we right. find in the story of the deliverance of, of, of Israel from Egypt and how it came in stages, right? You know, the locusts and and everything came in stages. But what we're understanding now by the Spirit of God is that everything was leading to Passover. Yes. Everything was leading to that day, which is a twofold day, which teaches us destruction came, you know, total, you know, the, 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 the firstborn sons were destroyed. At the same time came the deliverance of God's people. And that's where we're heading. That's, and that's what we're heading. And the, one of the things I wanted to interject, I, I didn't want to interrupt, but, but in the beginning, my concern, you know, it, it's really with the ministers of these time, of this, of this, of this hour, that don't yeah. have a clue of what is taking place. 
And this is the failure that I that I see is the failure in the ministers today is that they are not seeing this as a God thing. You know, right. people are coming together. Let's pray against the coronavirus. The spirit, <laughs> you know, we're, we're failing to see that this is God, whether he's causing it or, or, or allowing it to happen. It is God behind all this. Remember, that's that's an excellent yes. point you just made there, because this is there are times to pray. Right. Like Jesus stood yes. and rebuked the storm. Right. But yes. what we see, but what we see in the book of Exodus, when the plagues were, were poured out, was God didn't tell Moses to stand up and and uh, and rebuke the plague. He unleashed right, the right. plague because yes. he's a wow. for, he's a, he's he's a foreshadow of what we see in the book of Revelation when the Lamb goes up to the Father on the throne and takes the the, the book that is sealed with seven seals out of his hand. It is Jesus who fulfills what Moses did in the Exodus, and he begins to loose the seals, just as Moses began to loose the plagues, right? Oh, and and right. what's interesting oh. is that he didn't tell the congregation of Israel, now stand up and rebuke this thing, right? He, he, yeah. gave them, <laughs> he said, this is going to lead to your deliverance, and in this kind of a prophetic situation, listen to my instructions, and you'll be safe. That's an excellent point you just made there, Pastor. Keep going. <laughs> You know, and, and and what I'm learning, I told the congregation the other day, I said, we're not praying against or for God to take this away. What we do pray is, Lord, shield us. We plead the blood of Jesus. But we're praying, do what you have to do, because these things must come to pass. This is a God thing. I give them yeah. the example of Moses. After the people walked for 40 years in the in the wilderness, God, through Moses, right before he died, he gave them these instructions in, this, uh, in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. But it says, I, the Lord, caused you to go to the wilderness. Mm -hmm. I, the Lord, right. God, I'm the one who um, caused you to go to the wilderness, and I suffered you to hunger. Yet I gave you manna. Mm -hmm. I suffered mm -hmm. you to thirst. This is God, this is God. He, says, he said, he even said, I put you in the midst of venomous snakes, in the midst of scorpions. <laughs> yeah. I, the Lord, wow. caused the drought. That's prophetic. I caused the drought to come. See, we don't yes. preach. We don't preach this gospel that God God is allowing this. This is a God thing, and mm -hmm. these these things must come to pass. Mm -hmm. And everything, you know, as, as we as we're studying the pattern, it's leading towards Passover. Yes. You know, even even today, the, the Jewish people who celebrate Pass, Passover, it, it's almost right before it comes. There's like a chaotic a chaotic scene in the household trying to get rid of all the leaven and <laughs> trying to get rid of all the things that we have to do. Chaos, right? Right before. Yes. But it's all yes. leading to Passover, a twofold thing, a judgment, a wrath that's coming, and a deliverance of God's people. Praise God. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, that, that's a good point, because as you go on in that passage you were quoting, he goes on to say, to, all these things I, I led you through and led you to, what? So that he could find out what was in your heart, right? Yes, yeah. To, to, to humble, <laughs> well, he says, to humble thee, to yes, prove, and thee, prove thee, and that mm -hmm. you may understand what is in your heart. Man, yes. so th these trials... It's not just for the world. It's, it's for us to show us Christians where we stand. Where we do are. We, do, right? Where we are, to show us the wickedness of our hearts. To yeah. show us and take us to the place where he took Daniel in chapter 9, where Daniel set his face to seek the Lord in prayer, yeah. in fasting, mm -hmm. in supplication, in sackcloth, in ashes. The very opposite that is taking place today with God's people today. Oh, we're coming mm -hmm. together to pray against this virus. That, as you said, that 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 brother that um that 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 said, you know, we're going to cast it out of the, out of the United States. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't get <laughs> it. They don't. This is this is a God thing. Yes, and it's it's precisely come upon on on this this nation because if you look at the America is is to me that, and I'm talking about the church in America it, it, because they should know better. They have spent yeah. the better part of the last 30 years creating a monstrosity uh, to where we've reached the point of a Laodicean church and Jesus Christ is standing on the outside knocking, trying to get in. Yeah. Talk right? about it. Yeah. 
and 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 that's where they are and 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 it doesn't take too discerning an eye to see the lust the adultery the idolatry that is flowing rampant through the ministers and their wives and the congregations yeah. are becoming reflections of these very compromised false prophets with their false doctrine that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, if you hear Jesus mentioned in their churches, it would probably crumble the entire church because they don't even talk about it. That's <laughs> true. Right? It's all about your best yeah. life now. Well, how's that working out for you right now? I believe mm. a judgment has come upon the the, the church system and that, that many ministries are going to fold and collapse right now because wow. they can't they can't gather to get their offerings. They can't get on TV because they ain't got nothing to say. The last thing people are going to want to do right now when their grocery stores are empty and, and they can't buy any food is spend their money. Give their time. Give their money, preacher, yeah. right? <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And, and it's going to bring these some of these jokers down, I hope, but I have a sense that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, yes. now we we, pro we probably, if you have time tomorrow, we should probably do a part two. We've got maybe about 10 minutes before we finish up an hour here. But I don't know how you feel about that. We could do a yeah, part Yeah, no, we, we, what, we're, what we're laying down right now is the patterns that are leading to Passover. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and then, uh, you know, tomorrow we can we can talk about what they did during Passover, which was God's requirements to his people. Yeah. Uh, how Israel so, conducted themselves in their homes. It's what God is requiring from us. Right? We could touch on that tomorrow and, and uh, kind of yeah, the like patterns to do, leading up to, to Passover. <clears throat> and what I'd like to do is, is to is to maybe close on this note. You see, um, you mentioned it earlier when we first began this, this podcast today. You talked about, I don't know if it was your prayer or you mentioned it to the people, but, but the wilderness experience, the things that people have been going through that, the things that that people have been enduring for 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 quite some time now and and remember this that before the exodus god had to take the world out of moses so to speak right mm. yeah he 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 took him out and began to work on him deal with him and began to to take out of him all of his self right he was raised in the world and as a matter of fact, Stephen says he was such a great man, right? I mean, he understood everything. I mean, he was in, in his sermon when he talked about Moses, he said he was a prince among men. I mean, he was just awesome dude. And then he, he, God drives him away from Egypt. He takes him out of Egypt and begins to work on him. And he's out there in that desert for 40 years. And, and then he, he, at the precise time that was necessary, he, he ends up, uh, appearing to him at an appointed day in the burning bush, right? And he then commissions him and tells him, now's the time. You've been through all this, but now's the time. I am revealing myself to you, and I want you to go back with a message and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I've heard their cry. So God Amen. took him for 40 years, and then at the appointed time when God was done with him, he says, okay, you're ready now. But look at this, because I want to show you something really cool. When Moses begins to head to his, to his calling, his purpose that God raised him up for to deliver a people, to bring a people out, Moses tells God, I can't do this, <laughs> right? right? He says, I can't right. even he says, I can't even talk right, man. He tells the right. Lord, I, I'm a man of slow right. speech. I'm a mess. You know, I'm, what yes. a work God had done on him, right? He goes from being a prince of Egypt to a man saying, yes. I, 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 I don't even know how to speak. <laughs> right? I don't even know how to act. And, and so, and so, but, but check this out. So God then raises up Aaron and sends him, and we know the whole story, right? But when we get to these last three plagues, it is astounding because if, you, if, if those of you who have your Bible, in, in Exodus chapter 11, by the time we get to the, the locust plague and then the darkness plague is just ended and, and Pharaoh still refuses to let the children of Israel go, in, in chapter 11, verse 4, it says, And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord. So he goes from being in the wilderness, 
being dealt with and having all those beautiful things that Pastor Jeremy talked about, you know, what worked out of us and all that kind of stuff. And then God says, okay, now's your time. He's been so humbled that he thinks, I can't even be used of God anymore. I can't even talk, God. By the time yeah. he goes through this process leading up to the midnight hour, so to speak, he's been changed along the way. Because when we get mm. to chapter 11, verse 4, it's no longer Aaron talking for Moses. It's Moses saying, thus saith the Lord. He's not stuttering. Hallelujah. He's Hallelujah. not afraid. He's full of the Spirit of God, and he's declaring, this is what God says. And, and he says, you're going to let these people go. And the worst thing that you've ever seen, is, I mean, this is a bold Moses, right? So right, right. That, that God has placed his hand on many people out there that are listening, and, and, and that whatever the extent of your influence is going to be in these times, when God gets done and we come through this thing, we're going to be transformed like Moses was. He's going to take us Hallelujah. out of the world. He's going to take the world out of us. He's going to deliver you, and he's going to reduce you down to the precious gift of humility where you don't even think you can talk. But by the time he sets you out in your purpose, when you get out the other end of it, you're going to be saying, thus saith the Lord. You're going to have a word from God, and you're going to be fully grown, fully invested with the Holy Spirit, and declare, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is in hand. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. You know, can can I just interject? There's something that you reminded me of. There's a tremendous parallel that even Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, the Bible says that after he was baptized, he was taken by the Spirit to the wilderness. Mm, amen. And Luke says right. says three things, three powerful things that I, I believe. I pray that it'll 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 click to you, to the to audience. It's this. He says he found himself being tempted of Satan. Number two, amongst wild beasts. Yeah. And three, ministered by angels. So even mm-hmm. Jesus, before he, he mm-hmm. started his ministry, he had to be taken to the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And in the midst, you know, those you know those wild bees represent a lot of things that we could talk about, you know, mm-hmm. including coronavirus. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, every, everything you, you, we can talk everything. about and how he was thinking <laughs> mm-hmm. of, of, of Satan. So even Jesus had to go to the wilderness, you know. And remember, they were taken out of Egypt. And they were promised they were they were promised a promised land, but before getting to that promised land, they needed to have that wilderness. And I believe that's what we're heading to, you yes. know, as a church, yeah. right before the coming of the Lord, where we're going to find well, that wilderness. Bro, that wilderness, Pastor, is is, and we can talk about this more tomorrow because there's a whole bunch here. But but that wilderness is that seven year tribulation period. What most oh, people right. forget forget to uh, to, to identify the Passover with is it has two components, right? It has the, the lamb, and then it also then is followed by seven days of unleavened bread. Yes, that's right. And and, and that yes. seven is 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 a foreshadow of the spiritual condition of the true church once the onset of the tribulation has begun. It will be that seven days can be likened unto the seven-year tribulation period, wherein what we must consume be completely unleavened, that is, without sin, right? The true church will be existing for a seven-day period as it heads to the Red Sea, which is the ultimate deliverance, right? Yes. Because we know that Pharaoh, being a type of the Antichrist, is going to try and destroy the church in the end. But he will yes. not be right, except those days be shortened, no flesh should be saved, but for the elect's sake they shall be shortened. And that's exactly what we see in a foreshadow of this story when they come right to the Red Sea and it looks like, okay, this is it. Israel and the church will be saved and the wrath of God will come upon the Antichrist and his forces. But that's for another time. Listen. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> even in the book of Acts, there's so much to say, but even in the book of Acts, remember, I think it's in chapter 12, when Herod mm-hmm. unleashed, you know, first he killed James right before Passover, and then yes, he took uh, good, Peter prisoner, right? And yeah. and at, But at the end, you know, when he spoke, and I mean, he was full of pride. I mean, he, he dies full of worms. But anyways, 
something unleashed right before or during Passover, you know. So there's a pattern. Whenever you see Passover, something's always taking place right before it or during it, and, and, yes. and we we see it today. And I think that the Holy Spirit is beginning to reveal this to the church or to those that are trying to pay attention that that <laughs> the, <Yeah>. right <laughs> that that the way we've looked at it in the past is not is not how we should be looking at it. And it's so obvious right. when you think about it, right? I mean, deliverance comes during Passover. It doesn't yes. come during the Feast of Tabernacles. That's when we're already in his presence praising God, right? Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the yeah. deliverance yeah. Yeah. that takes place. So so when we apply that lens to all the Passovers throughout the scripture, suddenly the book of Revelation begins to open up. I want to just close with this. Remember, uh, when you guys take a look at this, you that are listening and you go through the plagues, many times the Lord says, um, you know, the plague that came was unlike any plague that had ever been, right? And then it says, and neither shall there ever be a plague like it again. That's Jesus, right? That's what he said in Matthew 24, for such shall be great tribulation mm -hmm. never since the world began and never will be again, right? So it's, he's likening us and reminding us of the Passover. But I want to bring some encouragement to those that are still listening. Listen, one of the plagues uh, just before, uh, you know, the darkness and the locusts and all that was the outpouring of hail, right, that came down and, and the fire that came, the hail and the fire mixed together. Now, mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that's, now remember this, there is a, there's a promise there, and I want to encourage you that have unsaved loved ones, listen to this, because it was it was the grace of God in the midst of this. We must not lose sight that this is this is quite possibly the most exciting time for evangelism that we've ever seen. Yes. Now listen. That's right. Listen. Yeah. Uh, this is what he says uh, to them. He says, "Behold, tomorrow about this time I'm going to send rain, a very grievous hail, such as not been in Egypt since the foundation, even till now." Now listen to this. Send therefore now and gather your cattle and all that you have in the field for upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field uh, and shall not be brought home again here we have them having to go into the house right because of this thing uh, the hail shall come down upon them and they will die now listen to this he that feared the word of the lord among the servants of pharaoh they made their servants and their cattle to flee into their houses. But he that did not regard the word of the Lord uh, left of his servants, they they did not go into the house and, and their servants and their cattle were destroyed. Here we see the grace of God that even Pharaoh's servants, they began to get a clue, right? <laughs> it's like, man, <laughs> we've already had you know five plagues or six plagues now that have, it's just devastating everything. Well, maybe we ought to be listening to the man of God, right? And, and he said, look, you want to be saved? You follow the word of the Lord. You take your cattle inside. You go inside. And those who listened, they were saved from that plague. I think in this time, we have the greatest opportunity to reach those whose hearts are probably more open than they've ever been before. People are scared out there. We don't need to fear. We need to be in the faith of what the word of God says. And if we do exactly what he says, we're going to be all right. This is going to pass, but things are going to accelerate. And and I look forward to the next few uh, programs we do so that we can dig deeper into these things and really bring out some things that the Lord is, is showing us. So thanks for uh, yes. for the opportunity. Go ahead, you guys. Finish it off. Let, let not your heart say, be troubled. Right? Yes. Jesus said, let Amen. not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. For in my house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. That's the promise. Amen. Yes. Where I am, you may be also. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Go, go ahead. Close it out, Pastor. Amen. And uh, I was just thinking, too, of what he told Abram, right? I am before he changed his name to Abraham, I am your shield. I am your shield. And I am the great rewarder. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah, let us close. We pray that you have been blessed today, all my brothers and sisters, wherever you find yourself, as the word of the Lord says, fear not. 
for I will be with you until the end. We pray that these words uh, have come to you and bear witness to your spirit and confirm to you what God, we believe, is already speaking to you. We look forward to coming back to you again. And let us be praying and tell others that uh, and share this with those that you feel that you can and that need it. So let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have had, Lord, to yes, come Lord. together as God's people, Lord. Father, we, we learn from from Noah in Hebrews eleven seven that Noah by faith, after being warned of God, moved with fear. Let us be a people in this hour, God, that as we heed to the warnings that you have been given them, as we spoke about today, Lord, that, Lord, that we would move with fear, God, with the fear of God in our lives, knowing the times and knowing what to do, Lord. I pray for those, Lord, that find themselves in a valley troubled uh, with fear, with questions, Lord, that your word, God, will give them yes. comfort. The only place that we can find comfort, Lord, is in your presence and in your word, God. We bless your people, and if you allow us tomorrow, we will come back, Lord, with the word of the Lord, God. And we thank you, and we pray for blessings and that you shield and cover us with the blood of Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen and amen. Amen. God bless you.